Hi, I'm Jim Stone with the Art of Coaching Volleyball, and today Barry Goldberg, the highly successful coach at American University, is joining us. So, Barry, welcome, and we appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Not a problem at all. Yeah, no worries. Uh, you know, I don't want to go through your entire resume, but uh, suffice to say, you're pretty good at what you do. You have over 600 career wins and and you win 70% of your matches. So so you're bringing some legitimate street cred to the uh, discussion today. And I, I, I want to talk a little bit today about recruiting and coaching the international athlete. And, and I know American University is a, a great place, a, a great academic place for sure. And it would have appeal to, to any student from either this country or, or around the world. But is it fair to say that over the years you probably have have had on your roster more international athletes than most of the Division One programs? Yeah, I think that would be fair to say. We have, since my, I guess, first or second year here, it was easy to, to see the benefits of, of bringing in some of the international uh, players you know, from around the world to a school like ours. Uh, so, yeah, it, it didn't take long to figure out this is the type of school we are. We're surrounded by all the embassies uh, here in Washington, D.C., in the northwest uh, corner. Literally, embassies are on our campus, let alone right around it. Uh, so, yeah, it didn't. It, it was it was a it was a good match. It's the type of school that we are. So, I had to learn and, and grow with uh, with learning the the culture and the uh, the aspects of uh, players from around the world. I know that having recruited uh, over the years at Ohio State University when I was there, that recruiting internationally is. It's it's labor intensive. Just suffice to say it that there's lots of hoops that both the the athlete and the coach have to jump through. Um, do you feel that the the time spent is it benefits your program? And you know the obvious is on the court, but maybe the inner workings of your team and the exposure of the international kids to the American system and and vice versa. I mean, can you talk a little bit about the the benefits that just having international players on your team would have from both perspectives? Well, there's, there's, you know, a few easily recognizable benefits. One of the biggest is just the cultural and educational experience. So therefore my school itself, uh, being a, you know, liberal arts university in the affluent Northwest corner of Washington, uh, the cultural and educational part of this is what they strive for. So they know that the internationals bring this to our university where they recognize in our, in their mission statement that we're a global institution reaching out to the world. So, uh, yeah, this is the benefit for our team. That's the benefit for our university. Uh, and it's the benefit for the players that I'm recruiting over there when they were to come here to, to bring their culture and learn about our culture, uh, and educational system while they're here. There's great motivation for that. There's other benefits as well, though, in getting the international players. Certainly they're a fit for our type of university. But uh, it's a benefit because normally we're getting, uh, you know, athletes that are a year older than the typical American student. Many of the, many of the Americans come into college and they're 17, 18 years old. And uh, overseas, many of the countries, they have... Um, 
19 years of age as their year where they start college. And so there's a year more uh, of maturity for some of the players, and certainly the experience in the sport is a great benefit because, uh, as you know here, you know, we're playing the 17 and under division. So everyone's 16 or 17 years old over there. You could have a, you know, 16 and 17 year old playing on a team with a 27 year old who has a baby and a family already. And so it just, uh, uh, the maturity level, uh, uh, and the educational level and the sport level all are increased when you're getting the international athlete. Sure. And, you know, I have to tell a story. We had an international player on our team at Ohio State, you know, talking about exchanging cultures. And, you know, I always noticed that she stood to one side of me when I was talking. And uh, so it kind of begged the question, why do you always stand on this side? And she goes, well, my my eardrum was punctured when I was, um, you know, growing up as an athlete and you know, it was like, well, how'd that happen? She goes, well, my coach hit me with his shoe because he wasn't happy with how I was playing. <laughs> and so the rest of the players on the team look at that and all of a sudden I was a pretty nice guy because I, <laughs> I wasn't hitting him with shoes if, if things weren't going well. So um, I, won't, I won't ask you what country that came from. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll <laughs> plead the fifth on that. But um, suffice to say, there's different styles around the world. And it, right. I guess I'm leading into a question. Have you found that you kind of have to be aware of your coaching style? when you're dealing with American kids and kids from various countries um, on your team at the same time, do you have to, you know, is, is the antenna up with the idea of I have to deal with this kid this way or that kid in a different way, just based on what they're used to in their, in their upbringing? I think there's some of that. There's certainly some of that. Now I've been at this now, this will be my 27th year coming up and we had international players here starting my second and third year here. And uh, there's been a few seasons throughout this career that, that we didn't have any, but almost every other season we had at least one or two international players. Yes, I, you know, you're learning more and more as time goes on of, you know, who is this player and where are they from and how can I be a good coach for them? You're constantly, as a young coach and an older coach, you're always thinking about this. How can I be a good coach? But, you know, most of all, the same basic qualities are there for, if you're from, you know, the middle of uh, Europe or you're from, you know, the middle of, of the United States, the, the main qualities are make sure the kid knows that you love the kid. You're not gonna, you're not there to hurt the kid. You're there to help the kid. So they, it's not a kid. It's a woman. It's a young lady. It's an adult. So when you're there and they know you're really there to help them, they'll give you more leeway to then you just be yourself. Now, we had some challenges early with this when I was first starting. It was not simple uh, because I, as you're finding out the backgrounds of where people come from, they had different experiences. So, so some of them, I had, I've had a number of players from the Czech Republic who've done very well there. Well, one of my best players ever, she came in and the first year, she really didn't want to talk to me. She didn't want to talk too much to the teammate. She just was there to play and she really wanted to study and she really wanted to get good at learning the language and the culture here. And so she came over and, you know, I'm just trying to be a nice guy to her and how can I help you with these kind of things. It's just, she wouldn't respond at all. And I came to find out, find out that her coach back home would constantly badger. 
and bicker. And anytime I would say something, she just saw it as, oh, here comes the coach to bicker and badger. And it wasn't until the second year where I just let her go a little bit more. And she actually started coming to me slowly and asking me and talking to me and saw that I wasn't there to harm her. And I think it just changed her whole outlook on volleyball. In her third or fourth year, she was fantastic and incredible. And she was actually, she ended up being the academic All-America NCAA Player of the Year two years. But in the first two years, she struggled so badly with trusting everyone. And so it was a great lesson to learn. Now, let kids have their room. Let them, let them do what they need to do. And they come to you as they see you over time trying to help. Well, it, it, it kind of begs the question, when your international players are here and they've gone through the American system and the university system, both academically and the NC2A rules per se, and, you know, picking up a scholarship check, what feedback do they give to you about our system? Do they like it? Do they say our, our system back home is better? Or, you know, do, do they share any of their feelings about the way we go about it here in this country? Certainly. Over time, and, you know, we get to spend, you know, a good 40 years with many of these players. So they, they give us their opinions. And, and uh, overall, the majority of the players that I've had, and I've had in the probably from this time 30 or 40 players maybe from overseas over, over these years. I mean, their, their, their biggest incentive is, and most, most, uh, I guess their appreciation, mostly they, they love the opportunity. They came here to, uh, just be a part of sport and school together. This is unique for them because the, they had to deal with school and sport completely separately in most of those other countries. And here you have academic advisors that will uh, help talk to professors to work with your classroom time uh, along with your time that you have to be in the gym or traveling on the road. So they love the system in terms of sport and school working together. And they, they absolutely love the idea of learning the language and mastering the language. It's a great challenge for many of them to study in another language that's not their home language, but they love that idea. So those are, those are two very good reasons why many of them come. School and sport together, working together, and they pursue their language and their degrees uh, in, in a higher level. So they like that. Now, there are some struggles they have as well. The struggles I've seen are typical governmental or NCA regulation struggles. Uh, when, you know, the rules of why can't I come in the gym? Can't I come in the gym with you? Can we hit some balls? Can we do some things? Um, can I go out there and uh, earn a $10 an hour job in my off time and make some extra money? These are problems. The government doesn't let them allow them to make that much extra money because they're here on visas. Uh, F1 visa doesn't permit you to go out of the campus to to earn money. You have to be on the campus to do it. And so these are some of the struggles they have, but on the whole, they love the opportunity. Their families have supported it, and they're just trying to give themselves the best opportunity possible, and they still see America as a place for great opportunity. And they've got an opportunity, and they're trying to take advantage of that. Sure. You know, I remember I was with the uh, the USA Youth National Team, and we were in overseas and uh, Tim Kelly that runs Bring It Promotions was sponsoring the tour. Yeah. It was a wonderful thing. And we were 
sitting down with the, we were happened to be in Italy and we were sitting down with the Italian coaches and he was explaining the NC2A rules relative to coaches working with players and time restrictions and not exaggerating. They were just doing belly laughs. They, they couldn't believe that there was rules right. preventing kids from, <laughs> from trying to get better, but that's a whole other subject unto itself. But last question to or Tim Barry, uh, I was thinking about Tim Kelly. Um, no problem. The, there's a segment of, you know, probably coaches or general public that have the, the sentiment, we shouldn't allow international players into the university system as, as, as athletes, that those opportunities should be saved for American um, students. What would be your response to somebody who, who voices that kind of an opinion? You know, uh, not only uh, is there a sentiment of not wanting international players to come and play in the university system, we have, we have in the United States right now an immigration struggle going on. So it's, uh, you know, it's not only for people that are coming legally with a visa applying, going through the whole government, certainly the, the immigration issue is a is a sensitive topic right now and uh, how we handle that. We've always had, as in America, an open immigration kind of system that you can apply and go through the process. Sometimes it takes a long time, but in, 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 in the case of recruiting volleyball players, these players I've recruited and we've gone through the entire system legally of how to get them the visa, get, how they can qualify to get into school, what they need to do, take SATs and TOEFL exams, and each school has their own prerequisites with what they need. I understand the sentiment of, boy, they have a little advantage maybe. Uh, they played with different cultures and different opportunities. But overall, to me, we're all kind of immigrants in this country. And, uh, and for mine, it was, they came over in 1900. And for yours, I'm not sure, Jim, when your family actually came over from what country, but, you know, we all came over at one time or another. These are just first generations trying to, to come over as well and have an opportunity to study and learn. And the cultural exchange is invaluable. And why would we ever want to not have a peaceful cultural exchange from peoples from around the world to learn about each other. Now, certainly there could be issues of, you know, <laughs> threat and corruption and things like that that we have to stop. But overall, our university system is open to the whole world, whether it be they get to play volleyball or they just come to study. And I think only because we're U.S., the USA that has this immigration policy, I can't see us ever changing to a place of saying we're not letting anyone else in uh, to play volleyball or to do other things. This is the way we've been. We just have to make sure we're doing it in a way that seems legal and right. That's a bigger issue and a cultural issue for the United States. However, uh, you know, I think it's more, to be quite honest with you, I think it's jealousy, Jim, to be quite honest with you. Of uh, We know that some of these players come over, they're very talented, and... Uh, they add incredible things to the level of our our system here in the United States, and uh, I think we would be foolish to do anything else other than to encourage uh, this, our college volleyball system, which is our highest level pretty much in this country, 
that leads right into our national team, it would be foolish for us to do anything to stop that growth by stopping, you know, people from other countries to be able to do this. I think it's been just really rich and great for everyone. You know, and I, I agree. I mean, the, the international players that I had at Ohio State, I mean, these people aren't coming halfway around the world just to party. I mean, they, they're there right. for, for reasons. A lot of them you've already mentioned in terms of language and studies and to, and to play volleyball, but they're certainly making positive contributions on, on the campuses around the country. So, Barry Goldberg, thanks so much for your time. I think uh, you're doing it the right way and your team's good and, and you're your players contribute, and uh, it's uh, it's a good situation there at American University. So we appreciate your time and your insights in, in the world of international or coaching international players, and uh, and thank you very much. Glad to be a part of it. Thank you for having me there, Jim. Appreciate it.